0: Listening to the Insightful Nutrition Podcast, the podcast that highlights creators and innovators of algae-friendly and alternative products, businesses and services, sharing their entrepreneurial journey. I am your host, Nicole Farkason. Let's get the show rolling! Hi you guys. Welcome to another episode of the Insight Nutrition. So if you're a new listener or a new subscriber to the podcast, welcome, welcome, welcome. Now I would like to start things off with an apology from me because I should have been uploading episodes consistently and I have not been doing that and I have various reasons for uploading an episode late at this time because I had a lot going on from moving from an apartment to a family house for financial reasons and then I had to allow my sister to use her laptop that I'm using now to prepare for her lessons for her class as a teacher. So I had a lot going on. Now I hope that you can forgive me for my transgressions if I have not announced anything, but in the next time around i will announce on social media that i will not be publishing episodes or there will not be any episodes at this time so you can listen to the previous episodes when you have the time now i want to get into introducing our guests lauren solomon and rachel swartz now they are sisters lauren solomon lives in south florida and she's a licensed clinical social worker, and Rachel Swartz, who lives in East Meadow, New York, is a licensed master social worker. Rachel decided to create this allergy-free Facebook group in an attempt to seek support and resources for herself as she was diagnosed with issues that required avoiding gluten, dairy, and soy. In desperate need of gut healing techniques due to GERD, chronic gastritis, irritable bowel syndrome and more, this has been the only lifestyle that seems to help manage the symptoms. With autoimmune issues, this diet has helped to reduce the widespread pain she was experiencing. As a social worker, her busy lifestyle didn't make it easy to manage this type of diet. On a whim, she started a Facebook group to get support from others, not realizing what it would become. This led her to recruiting her sister Lauren to help grow the group in what it is today with over 12,000 members. Lauren noticed that her first daughter was gassy and uncomfortable to continue breastfeeding. She cut out gluten, dairy and soy out of her diet and was inspired by a paleo-based diet. Prior to that, there were daily Taco Bell visits and overall a very unhealthy lifestyle. Her children were thriving her Crohn's disease almost non-existent. In 2017, her newborn was diagnosed with galactosemia, which is a very rare genetic disorder where the body cannot process galactose or milk sugar and other things. It was at that moment the diet stopped becoming optional. It was at that moment the diet stopped becoming optional and became a mandatory lifestyle change in her household. After moving 1,200 miles away from her sister, Rachel jumped at the opportunity to assist her with the Facebook group. And now without further ado, we're going to jump into the conversation with Lauren Solomon and Rachel Swartz. hi ladies how are you doing today yeah we're doing
1: great thanks for having us
0: yes thank you I'm, so much for having us on i am so happy to have you guys because i was at the time i was looking for facebook groups to kind of link to it so to let them know that yes there is a support system within the podcasting industry that really caters to the food allergy niche so i was i was so excited that. Rachel reached out to me and said, You know, we have contents and we have so much that we can offer to give you something to work on. I was like, I was so happy to kind of say, You know what? Let's work together and let's just prove, Oh, you know, you don't don't want to see my emotions. I'm really so happy to work with you guys. Thank you.
1: It's a pleasure for us too. You know, we support is our main thing, although, you know the diet's a big aspect, but as I'm sure we'll get into, you know both of us are are licensed social workers, so when it comes to support and and you know the emotional aspect of things, that's really where what we value probably more than anything. All
0: right, so let me ask you, ladies, who is Lauren and Rachel before you came up with the Facebook group?
2: Okay, I guess I'll start well. I didn't live a healthy lifestyle growing up at all, and lots of fast food, lots of junk, not many vegetables, not many healthy foods. And then, you know, my stomach problems were just getting worse and worse and worse. Eventually, I got tested and found that I had Crohn's disease. I just kind of kept going with the way I was going regardless. But then I had my first child and she was very colic, very gassy. I was determined to breastfeed. So I did my research and I found out that there were three things that that were um, the biggest causes of her gas and her colic, and that could have been dairy, gluten, and soy. So I cut it out. Not only did I cut it out, but I ripped it out of the house and restocked the whole kitchen and became a gluten, dairy, and soy-free household, which we still are to this day. She was getting older. Uh, It did help her colic. But what I did notice most of all was that with my new diet, my Crohn's disease was basically non-existent at that point. We kept the lifestyle. Um, and then fast forward to 2017 when I had my second child. Now, my second child was born and we found out I wanted a breastfeed. We found out that she had a very, very rare genetic disease called galactosemia. Now, what galactosemia means is that the body cannot process galactose. A lot of things have galactose, but the body may process it differently. The main thing that she couldn't have was dairy, any kind of dairy. She couldn't have breast milk. She couldn't have goat's milk. She couldn't have cow's milk. But luckily, and I feel very blessed, we were prepared for this. We were already dairy free. I couldn't imagine being a new mom and first having to get rid of all the dairy in the house. So uh, that was kind of a blessing that I was already prepared for her. So what was a lifestyle choice became something that uh, I had no choice about any longer. But we have maintained it ever since. And now my husband has changed to a full paleo diet. So which basically means that we've changed to a full paleo diet as well. And I have been really just finding out about all the substitutes and all the different recipes. And we really have made quite the lifestyle of it. And and I'm able to make anything that I want to make. I just make it in a paleo or a dairy gluten soy-free version. And luckily in this day and age, 2020, there's a lot of products that assist with this versus if this would have happened 10 years ago. So I feel very blessed in my situation and where we're all just thriving off this diet. So it's been
1: great. Yeah. And I I think, you know, my story is kind of similar in the beginning where it was just a hectic lifestyle. I was, you know, going to graduate school followed by working jobs that were absolutely insane in emergency rooms and, you know, in acute patient clinics. And, you know, it was nonstop anybody that Works in the social work or a nursing field knows that it's just absolutely nonstop. And by the time I came home at night, I was like, "I'm done. I'm eating my crap. I'm I'm going to bed." And I ended up gaining the most weight that I had ever gained in my entire life. And my, you know, I had several medical issues as well. Without going into too much detail, some of them are, um, you know, irritable bowel syndrome, gastron um, GERD, migraines, you know, amongst other things that I've autoimmune-like issues. And I found that doing this diet uh, immensely helped. And, you know, the one thing that I try to get across to people, because it's so overwhelming, and had I thought to myself back then, to get where I am now, where my house is free of of gluten, dairy, and soy, and I'm working out daily, and I'm, you know, doing all of these things to lead a healthy lifestyle. Had I told myself then that I had to do all of this, it would have felt impossible. But the way that I had gone about it was by, you know, seeking the support and by taking it one step at a time. And, you know, this all really began for me one day laying, you know, next to my husband and, and turning to him like, and I was just thinking to myself that I really wanted to look into this diet and I know there's so many different, you know, Facebook groups out there. So I was like, you know what, let me just try to make this, even if a couple people join, it'll be good. It was kind of selfish intentions at first of, you know, I need the support, I need to get on my feet. You know, so starting with a measly seven members for, for quite a while there and, um, you know, what it's grown into now, we're over 12,000 and I just, you know, I cannot even believe what this has turned into. (laughs) Uh,
0: Could you tell me a little bit about your employment history? Yeah. I
2: am a licensed clinical social worker. I have my bachelor's in psychology and my master's degree in social work from Yeshiva University, the Wurzweiler School of Social Work in Manhattan. Washington Heights Manhattan sure I, I've worked with a whole array of different different people from adults to children the elderly you name it and and then once I moved to Florida about going on nine years now I've been in the nursing homes mainly and now I'm in a private practice where I do all kinds of counseling for anxiety and mental illness and marriage counseling and and mostly I'm a stay-at-home mom now full-time
1: yeah and for me you know it's similar path I got my bachelor's in psychology and my master's in social work shout out to Adelphi University in New York and Basically, I went on to work in several places, including emergency rooms and um, acute care facilities where I had um, people straight out of inpatient units um, doing kind of the day programs there. And then I moved on to what I do now, which is actually crisis intervention, um, which actually has proven helpful to have this knowledge in regards to you know, health and taking care of yourself. Cause I have so many callers that call in, you know, and their main struggle is that they are struggling, you know, they got diagnoses, they're struggling on, you know, what to do next and how to take care of themselves and how to manage their diets. And, you know, of course I, I, one thing that me and Lauren are both very similar on is we do not ever push this diet on anybody who doesn't ask us for our thoughts on it. Um, You know, we never pretend to be doctors or scientists on this. We, um, you know, appreciate all the different diets out there. Um, You know, this has all just been our personal research, our personal, you know, the understandings that we've come to um, and trial and error with our own bodies and that, you know, we found this diet works the best for us. Um, You know, but, it's, um, it's really great knowledge to have, and, and the group has just absolutely helped us to get to where we are.
2: We have learned so much from our members. I mean, so much from our members. We, we with, with the group, can I go into the group a little bit? In the, I know you asked a specific question. Do you mind if I go about the group a little
0: bit? Sure, why not? Because I was going to ask you, how did you come up with the Facebook group? I was gonna ask
1: you that. Yeah, so that one's actually my department. I, um, uh, like I was saying, I was really struggling to get my act together personally. And I had looked into this and um, I was actually told by my doctor about the autoimmune protocol. But as I'm sure a lot of our members and, and people that deal with, you know, food intolerances and allergies can, relate to, you know, doctors kind of send you an EpiPen, send you a piece of paper telling you what stuff to avoid and and send you on your way. And you're kind of left to fend for yourself. And, you know, for me, that was extremely overwhelming and felt impossible with my schedule and everything that I had going on personally. So I had thought to myself, let me create a Facebook group where, you know, we can get support from one another. I can get some recipes and ideas. Um, You know, so one night I had just sat with my husband and we had created this group Um, and it started with just a couple of members trickling in here and there. And just, um, I think it's, it's been about three years at this point, if I'm not mistaken, Lauren, um, and we are now over 12,000 members and, and what this group has become is just absolutely incredible. I'll, I'll let Lauren go a little bit into that.
2: Well, uh, um, Rach, remember when we used to get excited that seven members would join a day? Yes. Now, now, most days I wake up in the morning to like 15 member requests it's crazy yeah, at least. But a little bit about the group. Once we started to get these requests rolling in, we both decided we didn't want to be like any other group. We wanted to be super specific. We wanted to treat every member as if it was their first day in this new lifestyle. And therefore we are we are super strict. We fine tooth comb every single post that is submitted to us and we read the ingredients. My brother-in-law, Rachel's husband is a moderator and he helps us as well. So it's just the three of us going through these posts. And what we look for is the ingredients and if an ingredient that's inappropriate is listed for the group specifically, that there's an alternative listed as well within the ingredient. If not, we do not approve the post. The other thing that this group does that makes it different than other groups is every single recipe that is submitted I should say that we welcome blogs. We welcome, we welcome these people who are, who are on the same page as us and want to spread this diet and, and help people. So we welcome these blogs, but what we do is when people post a recipe, We've also created a Pinterest page specific to the group, and we save every single recipe onto that Pinterest page so that you can access it whenever you want if you you follow our boards. And we also, just to ensure that there's at least one recipe posted a day, every morning I post when I wake up a recipe of the day. Uh, it's not as necessary as it was once upon a time ago because recipes are flowing in like crazy, uh, but just to be sure that at least one recipe is posted a day. I make sure I post a recipe of the day every day, uh, but we do welcome all support and questions and comments as well in our group. Um, yes. You want to talk a little bit
1: about how it became a
2: support group,
1: Rach? Well, yeah, I'm, You know, just going a little bit into what she was saying, the reason that we are so strict is because um, you know, some of our members can't have all three, whether it be gluten, dairy, or soy, you know, some members can only not have one or two, but the reason that we're so strict is because we want all of our recipes to apply to every single member. So that's why we only approve anything that has, you know, the emission of all three. Um, so that way people can just freely go through and, and they're able to use any of the recipes. You know, and when it comes to whoever posts, and we're so grateful for our members posting, I mean, they really keep the group alive. You know, and with that being said, we really try to acknowledge all posts, Um, you know, whenever we approve it, half the reason that we have it that we have to approve it is so that we can be, you know, the first one to write and and make them feel welcome and make them feel like part of the group. And we really do our best to try to monitor all of the comments and make sure that everybody feels welcome. Um, You know, any sort of negativity, we really try to moderate immediately. We really wanted it to be an open space where, you know, it's, it's hard enough having to deal with what they're experiencing, whether it be you know, stomach issues or or skin problems or depression or muscle and joint pain or brain fog or to change their whole lifestyle. Exactly. So we really want this to be a community where they can come and they just feel so supported and they feel like, oh my God, look at this Pinterest page. They're basically handing the diet to me.
0: You know, I wanted to ask the question, how did you go about promoting the group? But you basically answered the question already. (laughs) Why did you want to start creating the Facebook group?
1: Yeah. So I think it was just the realization that, you know, we both had really busy lives, whether it be being a mother, being a social worker, you know, whatever it was, trying to maintain our own health, um, you know, and realizing that there was such limited support. Um, you know, as I touched on before with the doctor, I remember when I first sat in the doctor's office talking to them about my allergies or my intolerances and and they handed me a piece of paper of stuff to avoid an EpiPen and sent me on my way. And I was so lost and confused. And I thought, you know, let's create this group where we can catch those people walking out of that doctor's office that are feeling so alone and so overwhelmed. And let's make this a little bit easier and make them feel like they have people to support them through this huge transition.
2: You know the reason another reason we 're so strict is because like i I mentioned briefly before it 's day one for them some people don 't even understand that milk i 'm not judging I, i'm 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 empathizing some people don 't understand day one that milk is dairy that cheese is dairy and and by being so strict with this group if it 's your very first day, your doctor just sprung the news that he recommends you cutting out these these things in your diet, you can come to us and you, and you can trust our page that whatever you go to is appropriate for you and your diet. On top of that, I try to stick when I post the recipes of the day, I try to stick with paleo and autoimmune paleo diet recipes because I do recognize the fact that a lot of our members also cannot have many other things mm-hmm. eggs and peanuts and yeah. and the list goes on and on and on so we do try to even though we're specific on the three we too we do try and vegans we have a lot of vegans so we do try to cater to everybody and at least offer recipes to everybody we have learned a lot from this group we have learned about autoimmune diseases, Hashimoto's. And I was suffering from eczema, which is gone now basically because of this diet, but, and, and just all kinds of things. Um, so we have learned a massive amount and and who knew when she started this group that we would get so educated off of our members, not only our members getting educated off of the group, they say the best way to learn is, is to, to teach and, to, and we are, we're learning and we're teaching. So it's, uh, it's just been great.
1: And, um, you know, feeding off what she's saying, we have members that are so lost that they'll, you know, post ingredients of, of a product and, you know, ask to the group, hey, is this okay? And like, we, we encourage those posts. We want everybody to learn. We want everybody to learn together. And I'm sure there's other people wondering if that product is okay as well. But, you know, what we give, what our, makes our group different from the other groups is that we do have that luxury of being social workers, of being trained, you know, mental health specialists and having so much experience with counseling and crisis intervention because, you know, we have these parents coming and their child is getting these rashes and they got these horrible diagnoses or, you know, they're, they've they been sick to their stomachs and nobody's, you know, understanding that, you know, all of these symptoms that they're experiencing are from what they're eating or, um, you know, just the overwhelming frustration that they're feeling from trying to get this down. And, you know, me and Lauren have both had countless members message us yes, privately all for that added, yeah, for that added support. And you know, although the diet thing is something we're all learning together and, and yes, after, you know, several years of doing this research, I like to believe I have it all down. Once again, I'm never gonna sit here and say I'm a doctor, a scientist, or a specialist by any means. Um, you know, but I have found what works for me and you know, but when it comes to the mental health stuff and the counseling and the support, um, you know, that's the one edge that we have over these other groups. It's
2: great because it's international. We have people from all over the world and we learn about products in the UK and the UK learns about products in the US and Jamaica learns about products and and et cetera, et cetera. And and it's just been wonderful to make all these new friends and know that we're helping so many people. The messages come flooding in some days where they are thanking us and, and how much the group has helped them and and we have really devoted our time to, to this group. Um, we have been busy cooking in our kitchens and developing new recipes, which we're saving up our sleeves for hopefully maybe a YouTube channel or something um, soon enough. But for now, we are so busy running this group because, like I said, it's just three of us going through these posts. Uh, we do contests and um, and so for now, we just want to make sure that we're helping as many people as we possibly
0: can with the resources that we have tell me ladies what were your personal professional and financial struggles yeah so
1: you know it's it's interesting when you say the financial struggle portion because i think that you know, a lot of our members kind of recognize that as well. Like even when I was first starting out, you know, I had originally gone to the market and I, I could buy so much food and I just kind of threw whatever in the card and I did whatever. And um, you know, at first, when I first started going to Whole Foods or going to these specialty markets, you know, I I ended up spending a lot more because I didn't really know what I was doing correctly. And, you know, I know mm-hmm. a lot of people, one of their main fears is that when they go to these markets or when they try to do these specialty diets, that it's going to cost them so much money. But the truth is that there are ways to to manage it I mean most weeks me and my husband are now spending less than we ever did when we were eating crap before you know it's really just about finding the products that work for you getting the best bang for your buck and and learning how to navigate the market it's you know I always say to people when they say that it's hard to adjust to this diet you know I I understand yes it definitely is but you didn't come out of the womb learning how to make meatballs Spaghetti or learning how to make pizza, you know, you have to learn how to make these recipes, how to work with these ingredients, and then it becomes second nature, just like all of those old ingredients were to you. No, I, I, it's been a
2: struggle financially, especially in the beginning. We're in a different place now than we were three, four years ago when the group started and when the diet started, but, but. I do spend the fortune on groceries. I will be honest. Uh, I've had to cut down on a lot of uh, other things that, that I buy because of how expensive the groceries are, but that's mostly because my children can eat me out of house and home.
1: Yeah. My, um, nie- my niece
2: can eat. <laughs> she, can, she can eat, and all I hear all day is snack, snack, have a snack, have a snack. So snacks are expensive, you know. I've been trying to make – I made homemade potato chips the other day. I'm making – Homemade. whatever I can make homemade, I try to. But, but thank goodness I can find at my local Whole Foods, um, you know, things that I don't have to cook and things I could just grab while I'm cooking their next meal, which is basically the, the theme of my life. Um, I I use all fresh ingredients, and and it's hard because when you use all fresh ingredients like produce, it goes bad fast. So that that's a challenge that I, I'm trying to tackle and I'm trying to um, you know, ration what I need better. That's something I need to work on. But uh but yeah, it is an expensive diet for me, uh, mostly because of the kids and and I make the most of it best I can. We budget we budget as necessary.
0: I haven't heard about Rachel's struggles.
1: Oh yeah, no, I I was talking in the beginning. I was saying about how um, you know, at first it was expensive shopping at the different oh, market, but then oh, you were the, we the one of, talking
0: about the shopping.
1: Yes. Exactly. I know, we
0: sound a lot alike. We do sound so alike. We're like, yeah, we yeah, get yeah, that you all sound the alike. Time. That's yeah. We um, get that all the time. <laughs> I haven't heard about any personal professional struggles. Yeah,
1: so I think professionally you know, for me, my biggest struggle was just in our field, you know. Nowadays I'm I'm so lucky and blessed especially with everything going on at the moment to have a job where I work from home because that has made it increasingly easier for me to manage this diet. However, prior to that I was just like many of our members where I had such a hectic schedule working, you know, mm-hmm. overtime as a therapist. Um, you know, I was seeing more than 40 clients a week. I mean, it was insane. I was there were some days I didn't even remember to go to the bathroom to be perfectly right. honest. Yeah. Um so managing that schedule with trying to manage this diet really felt absolutely impossible. So, you know, doing this group was very helpful because I had learned about, you know, freezing certain meals or I would make things in bulk and then I would bring them or, you know, learning different things that I could bring in a hot thermos and have with me that day or, or learning about the things if I was absolutely in a pinch that I could have you know, that were gluten, dairy and soy free or, you know, those kinds of things. Um, You know, it was really, but I think in the beginning with the hectic schedule and, and with not being home a lot and with having very little time to get to the market, it was extremely hard to maneuver.
2: Yes, for me, I was director of three nursing homes. Uh, The last one I was director of social services was a 220-bedded facility. I had at least 10 staff under me, including uh, master degree students, level students. Eating was not really something I had time to think about. And it affected me. It affected my weight. You know, people think that not eating helps you lose weight. That's not true at all. Your metabolism has to be
1: triggered constantly throughout the day. And then and when you finally stop for a second, you want to eat everything in sight. Right. Well, that's the other thing,
2: right? Because then, cause then you eat yourself to sleep at night. So I needed to have healthy snacks to do so. But, you know, now I don't really have. I have more time at home, but I don't have more time in general. I still don't, the kids are the priority. So I don't really have the time to think about what I'm making for lunch or what I'm, what I'm going to
1: have to snack on. And I I think Lauren, tell me if you agree that you know, so many products now because more and more people are coming out with these allergies that there are so many products at places like, you know, Whole Foods and Fairway and Trader Joe's and so many places are trying to make all of these products now that really do fit this mold. And, you know, I know my freezer is full. So on a night when I don't have time, when I got off work later, I had to cover a shift, whatever it may be. You know, I'm able, I have some of these frozen cauliflower pizzas that I got at Trader Joe's or my broccoli and spinach ones. And, you know, I throw a little bit of sauce on it with my fake cheese and and, you know, it's it's one, two, three, and it's super easy.
2: I can tell you my husband struggles. He so he became paleo at the end of December and he has lost forty five pounds without working out just from the paleo diet. He works. A lot. And he's on the road when he works. He works in his car mostly. So going place to place. He assists mostly the elderly get aids in the home or find places to live when they can't live on their own anymore because of health reasons. So I have to prepare for him enough stuff in the fridge and buy enough stuff for him to grab and go because he's intermittent fasting on this paleo diet, and he eats from 12 to 8 a day. So some of my go-tos are like hard-boiled eggs. Oh, we go through eggs like you can't imagine. Uh, Lots of hard-boiled eggs. There are companies, like uh, I have to shout out to Simple Mills. Simple Mills has a lot of paleo-friendly options, including... Daya. Uh, well, Daya is not paleo for him specifically, but yes, yeah. Daya is definitely an option. But but the ones that say paleo friendly and more and more and more, like just, just being able to give him some apricots, some freeze dried fruits, hard boiled eggs, the paleo crackers from Simple Mills. Nuts, lots of nuts, not legumes. He can't have like peanuts or any of that, but he could have almonds and he could have uh, cashews. So it's just about navigating his new diet. But but to lose forty five pounds in like three four months, I'm very proud of him. But it's all because of the diet, and and he's felt better. He's had more energy. He his snoring. He's not snoring anymore. <laughs> so that's been good for me. But in general, yeah, it's just about navigating, you know, when you're in your profession and and don't have time, how to just be able to ration snacks and pack enough snacks to be able to get through the day. He's supposed to have five to six small meals a day on this diet. And somehow we've been managing that pretty well. So
1: we've been good. Going further into you know the personal stuff, I think a lot of what was happening when I wasn't taking care of myself was you know having this dragging feeling, this lack of energy, you know you know depressed mood, brain fog, um, you know not even wanting to get out of bed in the morning and. I made everything feel impossible, whether it be managing this diet, managing my job, whatever it was. And, you know, when I'm doing this diet perfectly, those things are just gone. They're just so well managed and it's just given me so much more energy to be able to keep up with everything. You know, I'm now at the point where I just bought a bunch of stuff to build a greenhouse in my backyard and start growing stuff myself. <laughs> you know, it's like too much energy at this point. So that's the thing, you know, when people feel, cause I was there, you know, that's, that's one major takeaway that I I want people to hear. You know, I was there, I had these stomach issues. I was in the doctor every week. I was anxious, depressed, wanting to sleep all the time, coming home from work, you know, saying I'm too tired, going to bed, ordering crap, ordering pizza, whatever it was. And, and I, you know, if somebody had told me back then to do what I do today, I would have been like, get away from me. I don't have time for that, you know, but that's the thing. Cutting yourself a little bit of slack, taking it step by step, learning each, yeah, learning each individual step and slowly, you know, get comfortable with one thing before you move on to the next thing. You know, I didn't get here overnight. This is over three years now of, of me trying to get this diet, you know, under wraps and get it all together that I've gotten to this point
0: you know Lauren i would just like to say congratulations to your husband for losing 45 pounds i know Thank you. it's not easy it is not easy for especially for a man to lose a lot of pounds and he's going through a lot of a lot of stuff going on a lot of Sorry stuff about Um, I say congratulations to him. I know it took a lot of effort for him to reach that point, but I say congratulations to him and he should keep it up. And thank you so much for the snoring remedy because I tend to snore (laughs) a lot and I never knew that that had to do with snoring. I never Yeah,
2: yeah, diet. Diet and being overweight can have a lot to do with snoring. When he started to lose the weight, the snoring just went less and less. And now I haven't been woken up. And I can't remember the last time, so it's been good for me too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I want to talk about the coronavirus. How does the coronavirus affected your life, your everyday routine in any way?
1: Yeah, so for me personally, um you know, even aside well, it does go into the diet too, but starting you know professionally, as I mentioned before, I now work as a crisis counselor. So usually, you know, the calls that that I would get were around you know, horrible things that people went through whether it be suicidal ideation or homicidal, you know, motives or um, you know, domestic violence, child abuse. I mean, the stuff that I had to, you know, guide people through was heart-wrenching honestly but now ever since this virus has come out I have to tell you just about every single phone call I take is in regards to this virus whether it be you know they're stuck they have to work they're an essential employee and they're so scared of getting the virus or they can't locate you know the proper medication or food that they need for themselves or some one of their loved ones has it and is stuck in the hospital and they're unable to see them or you know they're so worried about their children being stuck at home and and teaching them properly or um, you know I've had several nurses calling me just breaking down in the middle of their shifts or after their shifts and shout out to all of the medical staff and people that are throwing themselves on the front line of this right now, because I don't know what we would do without all of you, honestly, you know, it's just, it's absolutely insane. And then by the time I get off of work, I have, you know, a group chat with my friends where we're talking about it all day, or, you know, my family wants to talk about it all day you know, cause we have family members that are, that have medical issues that are susceptible to, you know, the, the more adverse effects of this. So it's, it's causing me a lot of anxiety, a lot of worry. And, you know, on top of that, we've been trying to avoid going to the markets at all costs. So I'm trying, you know, over time to, I'm like literally sitting there refreshing my Instacart every 20 minutes to see if the slot opens so that I can get the food I need to continue feeding, you know, myself and my husband, according to this diet. Luckily, you know, I had, I was one of the people that, you know, people called me, crazy. and I took this series from day one, and I'm so blessed that I did because I really started, I don't wanna say loading up, because I definitely didn't steal all the toilet paper like some people have. You know, but every time I went to the market, I grabbed, you know, a couple of extra things. And, um, you know, so we're okay for now, but it's been, it's been hard and anxiety provoking to think about how to get this stuff. And I mean, you know, for myself, I just, I do this diet because it helps me to feel a little bit less like crap to get my stomach under control and my mood under control and and think a little clearer. But, you know, there's so many of our members and, and other people out there that have severe allergies and they have no choice. You know, they can't even say, hey, I'm willing to feel like crap today. Let me just eat this. They don't have that choice. So they have to go, you know, above and beyond and and really try to figure this out right now without, and and most of that is due to underlying health concerns. So they're probably freaking out about getting this virus because of those concerns, not wanting to go to the markets and having to manage these diets. So, you know, shout out to whoever is doing that because you are a superhero to yourself and your family right now.
2: Before I go into how it's affected me, because I actually have a lot to say about that. It has affected me greatly. I do have to mention that my sister single-handedly fed the entire COVID unit for two full days at one of the busiest hospitals in New York.
1: Not single-handedly. I got a bunch. I have to tell you so many restaurants and people were willing to donate. That was not single-handedly, but But I appreciate the shout out. (laughs)
2: She really went above and beyond. I cry thinking about it. She Uh, I just can't because she, she has really, these nurses, they don't have time to stop and eat. They don't have time to eat even think about what they want for lunch or dinner or they're working 16 17 18 19 hour shifts and my sister took it upon herself to tackle that and at least feed them for two full days and and I'm just so proud of her
1: but let me go into it it really restored my humanity my faith in humanity how many people reached out to help me with that and how many restaurants not only provided the food, but donated extra. And it it really restores your faith in humanity when you put something like that out there. And so many people reach out to help, but go into what you were going to say, Laura. So
2: COVID-19 has affected my family greatly. Um, I have a three-year-old and a five-year-old girls. They are both in, one is in a public uh, VPK program at an elementary school. And the other is in a private preschool, and they don't have school. Their routine is completely changed. It, I'm homeschooling them. I my my oldest, my five year old, super advanced. So even the you know the work that's given to us is she's past that. So it's a struggle trying to find what's going to stimulate her. My youngest, my three-year-old seems to be affected the most. She has regressed in her potty training significantly. She has not wanted to do much. Um, I'm trying as best I can, but I I have two kids to manage. One can't get enough worksheets and, and work to do, and the other doesn't want to do anything. So that's been a challenge but we haven't left the house uh, at all. Um, As far as groceries are concerned, I try to order and then I sit outside and I wipe them down with the Clorox before I even bring them in. Uh, All the fruits and veggies go right into the sink where I soak them in uh, organic white vinegar and water. Um, So that has taken up a lot of time because when I do get groceries, I get a lot of groceries and luckily, the farms around here in Florida are doing ten-dollar boxes of produce. You get a lot of produce. We bought forty dollars, two boxes from two farms, and it was just so much produce. So I have been making paleo eggplant parmesan tonight. I made paleo stuffed peppers. I made pickles. I made chips. I made we made ice cream from frozen bananas dairy-free ice cream paleo ice cream from frozen bananas some almond milk some cocoa powder i saw you
1: went on a frenzy though
2: i went on a frenzy (laughs) but i don't want it to go bad you know so but i won't i won't go out i won't even go to the market i either get through shipped or through prime delivery from whole foods um but my friend also, she does ship. So she has been getting my groceries for me. I won't even let her in the house. I, I I apologize to her. If she's listening, I apologize, Allison, but she goes and she, she gets me all, I send her my list and she gets it for me. And then when she leaves, I sit outside and I take my, my Clorox wipes and I wipe everything down and, and, you know, I, I it's hard. It's hard to get groceries. To be honest with you,
1: near impossible.
2: And you know, I'm I've been with the kids every single day since March 11th uh, without a break, and uh, and it's definitely taking a toll on me to keep the diet, to make sure we have the groceries, to homeschool the kids, to keep the house clean it's as I'm vacuuming they're behind me making a mess as I'm vacuuming so it's just the whole the whole thing's been been tough on the family for sure
1: and you know we're we're lucky to be young and healthy you know during you know quote unquote during all of this Um, you know, so I, I, you know, shout out to the people that are elderly that have these pre-existing conditions that are probably so anxious and worried. And, you know, one wonderful thing that my sister did on the group actually was she made a post and she said, all right, you know, cut the crap. Let's just be real here. How's everybody dealing with this? And people really latched onto it and, and really wanted that support because everything is just so difficult right now. And you know, my heart goes out to those nurses and the doctors and and the people that are on the front lines in the hospital. But we can't forget about you know the garbage men that are going out and risking themselves, right. the mailmen that are touching packages, the I janitors playing, working at restaurants, working at electrical wards, working in vitamin shops, working yes. everywhere that are they are equally putting themselves at risk to keep this country yes. going. And the ship you know, shoppers. Yeah. Instagram yeah, shoppers. Shout out to you guys. Yeah, and the EMTs and fire department and policemen. I mean, the list goes on and on, honestly. I mean Delivery you guys are all dudes and, and Grubhub and yeah. Uber Hub and you know oh, God we bless are, all of you. We are so grateful and, and you know, we our group would help any way that we possibly can. <laughs> oh and and um disclosure,
2: we uh, we celebrate Passover, so that was a huge um uh, hurdle that had to be jumped here because uh, we are doing a Zoom Passover. Virtual Halloween. Passover, yes. Yes, we're doing a Zoom Passover with with Rachel and I and my parents and my and a couple of other yeah. guests, my cousin and. Um, hey, we <laughs> are we are kosher for Passover my house, so it was a challenge. We did find a. Um, restaurant was willing to give us the eight days of kosher meals. We do have to kosher the kitchen tomorrow uh before Passover starts and get rid of all the chametz. Uh shout out to everyone who celebrates Passover. We're getting rid of all the hummets and then we're going to pick up the food on on Tuesday before the seder. Um so that was a fortune, but it is going to be you see the thing about a paleo diet is it's already kosher for Passover, yep. so uh, so there's not much changes that needs to be made in that in that aspects, but it's not going to be like the sit down full seder that I've had my whole life every year of my life. So. Um, But I wouldn't have had a Seder with my family. And I guess because of this virus, and luckily thankful for Zoom, I'm actually going to have a Seder with my family in New York this year. So that's a blessing. And we got to look on the bright side here.
0: Well, ladies, that was a lot to talk about. (laughs) That was a lot to talk about with the coronavirus. And when the coronavirus stepped in, everything has has stopped everything yeah. everything yeah, everything. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah it's, it's, it's been insane because basic not only routine has about changed
0: yourself. the yeah. family routine has changed the social life has changed everything has changed everything everything yeah. it, it's not only
1: worrying about yourself it's worrying about all the people that you love and you know people big and small that have you know pre-existing conditions that don't and um, you know, but one thing that I that I've really noticed is, you know, of course you're hearing all the bad stuff out there and and thing bad things that people are doing, but most of what I'm seeing are, are people gathering together and fundraising to send food to hospitals, yes. to send food to EMTs, to to you know provide support to one another and and you know everybody uh, zooming each other and having happy hours and. Um, You know, everybody just coming together in every way possible and sharing when they find toilet paper in a store or posting funny memes for some comedic relief. And, you know, it's just, it's very nice to see that, that when we really need it, everybody comes together.
2: Yeah. yeah. We have someone making masks. So my husband works with the the elderly and is getting COVID calls every day that luckily they're going home because they're stable, but it's very hard to find an aide that's going to work with them and, and take care of them and their family's not allowed to fly in. So, that's been quite the struggle. Um, but we have somebody in my community that's uh, making masks so we could bring them to our aides and assisted living facilities. Um, we sent some food over to some some aides and some nurses in some of the facilities today. I, I collected some donations for that. We can't forget the little guys. That's the thing. The hospitals uh, definitely need our help, But but there are a lot of places that are smaller mom and pop places that take care of these elderly people that just aren't getting the same kind of resources that the that the hospitals and the, and the bigger nursing homes and the bigger assisted livings are getting.
1: Yeah and and another thing that I just want to point out for everybody in relation to the COVID is um, you know like I said before my sister and I are, are both social workers and we have posted it on our own public forums and many people have actually taken us up on it surprisingly so and um, you know, when it comes to leading a healthy lifestyle, whether it be your diet or working out or managing a pandemic going on globally, um, you mm-hmm. know, mental, mental health is a, is a huge portion of that. So if anybody needs that added support or somebody to talk to, you know, don't be afraid to reach out to our group for support. We, we, that's our number one thing that we love doing. <laughs> oh, yes.
2: About anything, too. Honestly, yeah. Rachel and I, whether it's about diet or whether it's about just any struggle. I could tell you wholeheartedly that my my sister and I want to help. We want to help everybody that needs help, and we're here for anybody who wants to contact us, no judgment, confidential, oh just God. come to us. we're here we want we want to help as many people while we're here on this planet as we possibly can.
0: Thank you so much for that, ladies. We're going to go into the quick roundup section where I'm going to ask you a question and you're going to answer the first or second thing that comes to your mind. Are we okay?
1: Let's brace ourselves. Are you ready, ladies? (laughs) Yes.
0: Now, give a strategy that has helped you manage stress
1: for me i have to do something physical once a day even if it's for only 20 minutes i will even even if it's just going for a brisk walk or or doing some jumping jacks or something like that i have to for my mental health for my physical health i have to be doing at least something um, so I don't, you know, I know a lot of people get really into fitness, and don't get me wrong, there is days where I kick my butt doing, you know, workouts. But if I'm feeling a little bit down one day, I won't give into it. I force myself to at least do 20 minutes of walking on the treadmill or, or something.
2: Uh for me, I haven't been because it's closed, but I do kickboxing three times a week. Right now to deal with stress. I try to go outside and and get fresh air and remember my, my breathing and my uh, mindfulness activities and my meditation. Um, But usually when COVID is not around, uh, I do kickboxing three times a week and that has been
0: everything. Tell me your favorite food.
1: Oh, you know what? I'm a sucker for Italian. And I did not give it up on this diet. I just made it tonight. It was all I I made eggplant parmesan. It was all gluten dairy and soy free with my follow your heart mozzarella cheese. I made some tomato sauce. I did eggplant battered in in almond flour. Um, And my husband was licking the bowl.
2: (laughs) For me, I have two. You'll like my second one, Nicole, I think. But my first one is sushi. Always sushi, sushi, sushi. I could eat sushi every day. But my second one is oxtail.
1: I love oxtail. <laughs> yeah, she's a lot more adventurous than I am.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, can, I realize that. Very adventurous with food. <laughs> All right. Tell me what app has helped you with managing your budget or finances?
1: See Nicole, I'm really lucky. I married an accountant. So he takes care of that. I believe he uses Excel. <laughs> Smart man. Uh, yes, I I knew that my strong suit was helping people and his was numbers. I I knew who to marry. <laughs> we um we hired
2: a financial advisor. So that that has been uh it's it's a friend of ours. So Uh, So that has really,
0: really helped us significantly. What's your favorite dream trip?
1: Oh, my dream trip is actually to go to Israel and Italy, both of which I have planned in the near future. And I'm really hoping that I get to go because I actually just conquered my fear of flying after 28 years of not being on a plane for the first time in February. And I planned all of these trips and now this happened. So please everybody pray that I am able to go on my trips. <laughs> yes. yes, she just conquered her fear of flying,
2: which I'm so proud of her about. For me, I have been to numerous, numerous countries now, but I took my dream trip. My dream trip was well, the dream trip I've had is Bolivia and Peru, where I saw. I'm kind of an ancient alien uh, fanatic. My husband and I. So right before we decided to have kids, we went to all the ancient alien sites, but not the typical ones. We went to like, Kumapuku and Tiwanaku and yeah, the my Stagi sister loves her aliens, the Nazca <laughs> lines. But my next dream trip is supposed to happen god willing on uh, our 10-year wedding anniversary which is coming up in a year and we want i have to go to the giraffe hotel in kenya oh, i have yeah. to giraffes my, are my yeah. favorite animal and i want to be eating breakfast with them as soon as possible in kenya.
0: <laughs> tell me your morning routine
1: Oh my goodness. Oh, for me, see, again, I'm I'm lucky with working from home. I literally roll out of bed. I start up my computer. I go brush my teeth, clean myself up. And I actually heat myself, this is important to the diet. I actually heat myself up chicken broth. Either my husband will make it using the beef bones in our Instant Pot, Or I usually get the brand from Trader Joe's, which is closed right now, but it's my absolute favorite. It's like the most pure. It doesn't really have anything else in it. Very, very limited, just spices in the beef bone broth. And it's so good. And that's actually my coffee because I don't drink coffee. No, me neither. So that's probably the most important part of my day is my bone broth in the morning.
2: For me, it's a lot more complicated because I have two preschoolers. (laughs) Um, I wake up, I give the dog her medicine <laughs> and then I start cooking breakfast. My daughters get blackberry, blueberries, strawberries, and raspberries in the morning with my youngest gets uh, her maple and brown sugar, gluten-free oatmeal with almond milk in it. And my oldest gets a hard-boiled egg and then they get their crackers or their gluten dairy soy-free granola bars. And then I brush their teeth, get them dressed, you know, the whole mom stuff.
0: How do you find a balance between home and work?
1: Oh, see that's extremely difficult because as I said a bunch of times, My home is my work. (laughs) Um, So it's really difficult for me. Sometimes I'll find that when I get a break, I'll have to go outside and like go for a walk and kind of try to separate it. Before when me and my husband were in a one bedroom apartment, I literally was working in the room where I was sleeping. So it was not a healthy situation. Now, you know, thankfully, we're blessed. We had bought a house before all this madness started and I have my own office. You know, so I try to separate it, I I work until I work, and then I don't go in the office again. So this is kind of like my work area. And, and, you know, that's it. You know, it's, it's difficult, though, especially, I think Lauren can relate as social workers you know, some of the stories that I hear, it's not easy for me to just leave work and, and, you know, not take them home with me. You know, unfortunately, I do have that (laughs) severe empathetic gene. Um, You know, and when somebody tells me this heart-wrenching story, um, you know, not to mention it's confidential, so I can't really share it with anybody. And then I'm just left, okay, go on about your day. And sometimes it's just not that easy. So I'll have to do something, to, you know, unwind, whether it be taking a shower or de-stressing or working out or, or watching something funny you know, and that's not to deter people from from reaching out for help because, you know, I live for it. When I'm able to help somebody even a little bit um, or help them to help themselves, it is literally what I live for in this world. And anybody who knows me will tell you that. Um, But, you know, sometimes it it gets very intense, some of the stories that I hear, and, and I just need to, you know, find things to kind of unwind afterwards. As far as I go,
2: So I work one night a week and the reason I can only work one night a week, I work in the private practice. I have a few patients I've had for years and years and I work one night a week because my husband often has a lot of networking events. So he has to work late a lot of nights and because of that, I don't have childcare. I don't have any family by me that can help me in really any way. So, so it's me. So my occupational situation is that, you know, I get to work when my husband can watch the kids. I did take on a student this year, a graduate student from FAU. And she was wonderful, totally born to do this. And so I was able to schedule that around around the kids' school schedule, but if one of them or both of them are off from school, they have to come with me to the office and and play while I talk to my student in a room. So, so there's been some obstacles, um, but yes, I would say another occupational hazard is just like Rachel said, bringing it home with you. Um, I, I have some patients that are very heavy and, and I'm able to relate to so much and it's very hard, but, but the marriage counseling I do has uh, really helped me in my own life for sure. I learned so much from my patients um, and so much. I really try to take my own advice sometimes, which is, which is hard for a therapist to do actually. Uh, we know what to say. We know what advice to give, but we can't always apply it to our own lives. Amen. But I've really tried to, I've really tried to uh, do that for my life. And and what would I tell my patient? What would I tell my daughter? What would I want my daughter to do in this situation and and things like that? But uh, yeah, one of the occupational has you know occupational hurdles that I have is. It's just the schedule and and being the the main caregiver for the house and for the kids and finding time to be able to go to the office and, and be there fully for my patients.
1: Yeah, and just one more thing in regards to this, I need to give a huge shout out to my husband, actually. He works from home as well, and he's always complaining, you know, that he doesn't feel like he helps people to the same extent that I do. And I always explain to him, you know, he has gotten very good at realizing that because of HIPAA, I am not allowed to tell him a thing. But if I come out of this room with tears or with a face on, he comes up, he hugs me, doesn't ask any questions, helps me to unwind, you know, calming me down, doing deep breathing, telling me funny stories, whatever it is. And he doesn't realize how much he's helping me to then go and help other people. So I got to give him a huge shout out also for helping me to manage some of the stories that I hear.
0: Now, could you give some advice as to how to take precaution of the coronavirus right now?
1: Stay home. Yeah. So, of course, you know. Once again, we're not doctors. We're not scientists, and I, I, by no means, I'm gonna sit here and pretend that I'm a specialist. But I can tell you what I've been doing, which is I am staying home. I am washing my hands nonstop. Yeah. Any package, don't any, any. Face. Yeah. Any. Don't touch your face as much as possible. Any package or you know, food stuff that comes to the house. I leave it at the door for a little bit and then I go outside with Clorox. I wipe it all down, put it away. And then I wash my hands. If I step outside for a walk or whatever it may be, wearing my mask, I will then come back and I will throw my clothes right into the wash. Um, You know, you just can't take any chances. I know, you know, everybody thinks that they're stronger than this virus. But as we can see by the numbers growing every single day, we are not and people are not realizing that, you know, going to see your friend, whether you're six feet apart or not, is not a safe bet. There are people who are giving it to each other in, without even realizing it. It doesn't take right. much to spread a virus, right. um, you know. So my recommendation is, you know, none of us are enjoying this. I want baseball. I am a diehard Yankee oh, fan. Oh yes, this is baseball. Me. Bring back baseball. Yes. So my number one thing is. Um, you know, I truly believe that if we all just listen and really listen and except for our wonderful essential employees, you know, but if they go home after and we all just stay home as much as possible, this is going to go down a lot quicker and we can all have that summer that we're looking forward to.
2: It's, um, uh, it's hard because, uh, you know, I, I see a lot of people in gatherings and having people over and just not understanding exactly what they should be doing, Uh, I don't know if it's that they're being defiant or don't care or whatever the case may be. My sister and I have personally been affected by by COVID and have our own personal worries with sick relatives um, and people dying that have affected us personally. even just the other day, my mom's best friend of forty years, her mother, just passed away from COVID. Uh, all my rabbis' families are passing away one by one. All our patients are passing away, or on in ICU, or. Coming home People aren't realizing
1: these people in the hospital, they're not able to have visitors, they're not able right. to have full funerals when right. they do pass. People aren't realizing how morbid this is. There are ice trucks. I have friends that work at hospitals. There are literally ice trucks outside of these hospitals acting yes. as morgues because they don't have the room to house the right. bodies that they are losing. This is yes. not a joke.
2: People are are making it less than it is, and and once upon a time I did that also, until I started knowing one person with it, two people with it, three people with it, four people with it, five people with it, six people with it. This one died. This one's on a ventilator. This one, and and eventually I, you know, as of weeks ago now, three weeks ago or more, I realized how serious this was, and it's just stay home, stay home. We're lucky to have Zoom. Um, we started a nightly quarantine poker league. Uh, Rachel and I are two of the five founding people of the poker league, and it's been really busy. Um, we do things like zoom cards against humanity games and zoom cocktail hours, and, uh, we take walks around the block and do scavenger hunts There's the something kids. called
1: tabletopia now where you can actually play board games with people online too. I've been to a lot
2: of countries, and in this scenario here. Uh, People that I've met from all the other countries are are reconnecting with me and checking on me and vice versa. My friends in Italy, my friends in uh, Peru, my friends in Israel, my friends all over the world are are, we're, we're reconnecting where we haven't spoken to each other in a while, and and even like I feel closer to my family in New York. I feel closer to some of my friends because of these cocktail hours and because of these games, and and where people say that that you know this is affecting our our how we're socializing. I think it's increased my socialization and, and improved it, and it's just about how you make it work. It's just about you know, taking the good with the bad and making the best of a bad situation. But in order to save people's lives, you have to stay home. Even yeah. to go to the grocery store, is ridiculous. Yeah, you, I think if I'll- you have internet yeah. and you have data you are able to order these things online and, and we don't need to keep going out and we don't need to keep, I mean, the, the people who really need to go out are the people who are not privy to the internet, like the older people who are more at risk. So if you are able to order these things online and you're able to Amazon, Prime it and, and all that stuff, then that, that's what you should be doing. Stay home. Stay I think the
1: truth home. is a lot of people think, you know, I'm young, I'm healthy. I'm not going to pass from this. Look at the stats. There's not that many people dying. Yes. And all due respect, that's fine. And some people are like, what the elderly and compromise stay home. But if we're all roaming around, passing it back and forth, to what end are they staying home? Then they're right. just going to permanently be stuck at home because it's never going to end. If we do that. I understand some people think they could beat this, even though there's healthy and, and young people passing away from this every day. Um You know, but people think that they can beat this, and that's fine, but don't make that decision for everybody and right. I think the one thing that me and my sister definitely want to say is that we hope our members and everybody stay yeah. safe and and you know if you do get sick, you take the proper steps and you stay home and you inform the right people and you take care of yourself, and you get well soon and and we are sending good vibes and and well wishes to everybody listening.
0: All right. I would like for you to tell me and the listeners some tips on how to deal with children with food allergies at this time.
1: Lauren, I'll let you lead that one.
2: Okay. Well, I I definitely had to, to master it. Thank goodness my oldest is so smart and so able to just understand information like I I could have never wished for. Um, So she understands her little sister has galactosemia. She understands that uh, dairy will give her a stomach ache. From a very young age, she was already asking people who are handing her things to eat. Is this dairy free? Is this is there artificial coloring in it? I mean, she was just so great from from the get-go. So so with her, I haven't really had a struggle, but it's been great. Her friends have pizza. I pack her pizza. I pack her her Daya dairy-free, gluten-free, soy-free pizzas. She wants mac and cheese. Daya makes that too. She wants ice cream. They're so delicious. She wants... Whatever she wants, we're very blessed with that. It's not as hard as it, it used to be. But my struggle was that my um, the preschool that my kids were in and my, and my youngest is currently in is a kosher preschool that's also, uh, it's a dairy preschool. There's no meat allowed. So so, I've really um, just done a schedule where Monday is a veggie burger, Tuesday is the diet mac and cheese, Wednesday is uh, tuna fish and, and gluten-free crackers, uh, then back to Thursday is again the diet-free mac and cheese, and then Friday we end with another veggie burger. They get their so delicious yogurts, they get their their gluten dairy soy-free pretzels or crackers or their freeze-dried fruits, um, their granola bars that they can have. So, I mean, this this question is easier to answer now because there's just so many things available for us now. And I'm so thankful for that. I couldn't imagine doing this 10 years ago. Um, but I, I, it, I don't struggle with it anymore because... I know my way around it so well at this point. And the kids I know what they like. They know what they like. Today we made stuffed peppers and we did the vegan Mayoko mozzarella cheese, which is phenomenal. And you know, I just I don't tell them they're having cheese. I say it's dairy-free cheese. I gotta put in their head that cheese isn't just cheese. Like I always I don't miss a beat with that. Like you're having dairy-free pizza, you're having dairy-free ice cream. Like I have to make sure that I say in front of it, especially because of the galactosemia, that it's dairy-free and drill it into their heads so that if somebody offers them ice cream, they know to ask, is this dairy-free ice cream? Because I'm dairy-free. Is this dairy-free cheese? Because I'm dairy-free. And so far, at least for my oldest, my youngest is still a little young for this. um, It's been working. They... You know, and the teachers, they'll message me and they'll say, hey, it's so-and-so's birthday on Friday. They're bringing in cupcakes. Make sure you pack your kid a, spe- a special snack. So I have cookies. I have cupcakes. I have ice pops for, for ice pop day and because I don't let them have any artificial coloring either. They are all organic. They don't have any pesticides, no GMOs. No artificial flavoring. It's a hundred percent all natural ingredients all the time. And getting back to your COVID question, um, I forgot to add in that I am so um, I am so trusting of their immunity. My kids get a uh, vitamin D in the morning and a probiotic in the morning every single morning, and vitamin C raw. It's raw. And then they have their berries in there and they have everything I cook is usually, if it says add water, add stock or add broth, I I add my bone broth to it. So they have bone broth every day. They have uh, vegetables every day. They are just, they've never, knock on wood, knock on wood, knock on wood, my youngest has never missed a day of preschool sick. And my oldest in her four years of preschool has only missed maybe one or two days. They don't get sick. The doctor never sees them. And, and, and it makes me feel more confident with this virus because of their diet, the clean eating, the amount of immunity they have built up, the vitamins that they take. Um, I've just been so impressed, whereas all my friends who maybe don't follow such a strict Uh, a healthy diet, their kids are getting sick every six weeks on average. I don't have that. And I must say that I, I definitely, definitely give it to the diet for that. I definitely blame the diet for their strong immunity. And hopefully whatever comes our way with this current situation, our bodies will be able to fight because of how healthy of a lifestyle that we live.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, I don't I don't have children yet, but I think the main takeaway from from what Lauren was saying was the fact of um, you know, for kids, they want what they want and and their friends are going to be eating all of these different foods and the idea is to give them the necessary replacements for that. You can make them chicken fingers, you can make them pizza, you yeah. can you know, just using all of the replacement ingredients. Rip. You can't yeah. slip
2: because once you give them, once you drive through that McDonald's, my kids don't even know what McDonald's is, by the way. But once you drive through that McDonald's that first time, then you broke that seal and the kids know what McDonald's is, knows what it tastes like. And and the, the thing is, you have to start as young as possible, if not immediately from birth in this in this way, because because it's very hard to change a child's ways. So my child just doesn't know from it because from the minute they were able to eat solid foods, this has always just been the way. And and I can't imagine somebody who has a five, six-year-old and first getting this doctor recommendation or first deciding to do this diet. It's probably a lot harder. The kids' taste buds are, are very different. But my kids, they eat their sushi, they eat their oxtail, they eat
1: whatever I make them they don't have a choice that I just want to point out for parents that are struggling with this is you know we have so many parents just like you that are posting on our group and that are really struggling and they've learned so much and they're ready and willing to share the wealth and to provide the support so you know if you are going through this we we commend you we know that it's not easy and we're here to support you you know so so look us up on facebook at the gluten dairy and soy free recipe sharing and support group we have about 12000 members right now please join share what's going on for you we we our members live to provide the support and and everybody is you know for the most part kind and we moderate when they're not and you know there's so many recipes and there's and there's so much love and support in this group so if you are going through that know that there is support out there for you
0: well ladies You have been such a remarkable guest today on the show. I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast today.
2: Yeah, Thank thank you you so
1: so much. Yeah, You know, we have over three years of running this group and everything. We have so much to say, so I'm sorry. I know we totally (laughs) talked quite a bit (laughs) here, Um, but we appreciate you giving us the platform and for inviting us on today.
0: I appreciate you for coming and for taking the time out to be on the podcast. And you're
2: giving our our members an opportunity to, to get to know us. And
0: for that, I really appreciate you for that. Thank yeah. you so much for coming. Now, I want to take this time to ask you one last question. And this is the opportunity where you can <laughs> tell your listeners, where can they find you on social media?
1: Yes. So we are our biggest... um. Our biggest thing that has the most members right now is our Facebook page, which is called Gluten Dairy and Soy Free Recipe Sharing and Support. It is led by Sisters Eat Freely. So if you look up Sisters Eat Freely, you'll be able to find the sister group, which is the one where we have our most members, which is now over 12,000. They are very interactive. We would not be here without our members. You guys are all so amazing for those who are listening. We could not be more grateful for what you've taught us and how you help each other. and you know, some of the stories and and, um, the things that we've seen people go through are just absolutely mind blowing. And and we are just so blessed to even, you know, be a part of this. And
2: you can follow us on Instagram uh, also as well. We post pictures of our meals that we, that we, that we think are, are Instagram appropriate and, and and Instagram worthy, as they
1: say. Yeah, I'm not um, as good as plate, at plating as my sister is, so you can tell which pictures are mine and which are hers very easily.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <That's laughs> has taught me so much about plating. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but, and then uh, we also have our, you know, for anybody that doesn't want the support and interactive piece, we do also just have our Pinterest where we have logged absolutely all of the recipes, and that is also under Sisters Eat Freely, um. So you can just access that and get all of the recipes that our members post.
2: And and the fact of the matter is, I think that's the most valuable thing that we offer, but it's it's something that's not being utilized enough. So if you're members and you're listening get those recipes off our Pinterest. I think we're going up towards 900 members on our Pinterest, whereas we have 12,000 members and we are constantly advertising our Pinterest just because it's just the collection of ever every recipe that's ever been posted. So, yeah.
1: you know, I'll I, sit there with five different ingredients and I'm like, what do I make tonight? And I go to the Pinterest page and there is always something. <laughs>
2: yeah. We have a bread section. We have a uh, soup section, a salad section, a seasoning section,
1: a Max. vegan section, a paleo Instant section, pot. an Instapod
2: section, yes.
1: right. Yeah, but, you know, for that support piece, and I, and I do definitely recommend joining our Facebook group because that support has not only helped our members, but helped us, you know, me personally uh, immensely more than people will ever even know. Um, and, you know, that support piece is so helpful when you're feeling very overwhelmed and you want people who understand what you're going through. So please, by all means, don't be afraid to, to come and, and to post and, um, you know, me and my sister do everything in our power to make sure that you only get positive and helpful responses.
0: Thank you so much, ladies, for coming today. Thank you so much for taking the time to come and to share your journey with us. Thank you so
1: much for having us, Nicole, and good luck with your podcast. We hope to work with you again in the future.
2: Thank you so much, I enjoy your podcast
1: very much, and I'm so honored to be
0: a guest on it. Thank you so much, Nicole. Oh, thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for the support and thank you so much for the valuable advice that you have given on the podcast so far.
1: Yes. Thank you. And and hopefully we'll, we'll have a blog and YouTube channel in the works in the future, but for now, come join us on the group.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am on the group already.
1: <laughs> yes, definitely. Take care, ladies. All right. Take care. Thank
2: you.
0: Thank you so much. So that's the end of today's episode. But wait. I just want to say thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Insightful Nutrition Podcast. If you like the show, be sure to not forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts. This will help listeners like you to find and share the show with your friends and family. Allow the show to become more searchable and help with Apple Podcast Rankings. I appreciate you so much for tuning in to today's episode. And I hope to see you in the next episode. Bye-bye for now.